This is ESPN Radio. With my man Ian Fitzsimmons, I'm Freddie Coleman. A little Freddie Ian Fitzsimmons for you this morning. Thank you very much. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio and ESPNU. And I can't remember in recent memory where you can look at every NFL team and there's a storyline that is worth talking about. We're going to get a couple of those right now and a little bit more. Our man Albert Breer does a great job as a senior NFL reporter for the MMQB. Hit him on Twitter at Albert Breer. Albert, I'm going to start with Aaron Rodgers because we know that's the story in the NFL glory. He now has Dalvin Cook. They get him at running back, one-year, $8.6 million deal. What is still the biggest concern about the Jets trying to be a Super Bowl team? There's no question, Freddie, it's the offensive line, you know, and, and it's betting on Dwayne Brown and it's betting on Mekhi Becton and, you know, whether or not, you know, Dwayne can, you know, again, find the fountain of youth and whether or not Mekhi Becton lights turned on for him and what they're getting out of Oliveira Tucker, you know, coming back off of the injury from last year. Um, what do they get out of Joe Tipman, you know, rookie center out of Wisconsin? They've got pieces up front, you know, and Joe Douglas and Robert Sala have invested um, in trying to put together, you know, a top-shelf offensive line, you know, the problem is it hasn't come together yet, and there's a lot of projection there. So, look, they've got the quarterback. They've got the skill talent. I think Dalvin Cook gives them great insurance um, behind Brees Hall, who you could argue is their best offensive player when he went down last year. Obviously, you know, I think there's a lot expected of Garrett Wilson this year, I, and the defense was really, really good for the balance of the year last year. So, I, I think, you know, the swing factor between, say, eight, nine wins and 11 or 12 wins here is probably the offensive line. Go to the Colts and, and then also rookie quarterbacks, Bert. Uh, you look at Anthony Richardson, named the starter. Your reaction to that, throwing him into the fire immediately, only having played 13 games uh, at the University of Florida, and then pivot to Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. What are you expecting out of the rookies? Yeah, well, Fitz, that's just it with Richardson is the number of starts. You know, it's interesting. A lot of times when – you hear a guy get tagged as raw, you know, at that position. The idea is to sit him. And, you know, when I was talking to scouts and teams in the spring about Richardson, and the consensus was almost like the guy doesn't need to sit, he needs to play. He just hasn't seen enough. And it's not like he has all these bad habits from playing in a college offense. He just doesn't have any habits at all. You know, and, and some coaches prefer that, being able to build from the ground up, you know. And so – you know, I think the question in drafting Anthony Richardson was really twofold. It was, you're going to have to throw him out there at some point. So, A, are you willing to ride out the bumps because there are going to be a lot of ups and downs? And, B, do you think he's confident enough to withstand that? You know, is he going to be able to take those ups and downs and, and come out of it on the other end? And, you know, obviously the Colts felt good about that. And I think this is the best plan for him. And I wouldn't say that about every quarterback, but I think the best plan for him is to get out there and just start building the library of, of things he's seen. You know, and then I think with the other two, obviously we know Bryce is going to start, and it looks like CJ is trending to start. Um, you know, I, I do think, you know, a lot's going to come down to their ability to protect those guys um, because you want to maintain confidence for those guys, you know. And so, um, you know, the, the Panthers did a really nice job of rebuilding their offensive line. How does that come together? You know, and then you saw CJ kind of look like crap the other night against New England. <laughs> right. But that was without his two start. That was without his two starting tackles. You know, Titus Howard and and Laramie Tunsil didn't play. You know, and so I, I think a lot of this is going to come down to, 
Uh, you know, guys in, 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 in Carolina like Iki Aquanu and, and how much can you lean on Juba Hubbard and those guys in the running game, Miles Sanders, they bring him over from Philly. You know, and then, um, you know, and, and then same thing in Houston, you know, and bringing Damian Pierce back for a second year and getting behind that offensive line and getting the young quarterback in second and sixth and third and third and two on a consistent basis. Great stuff by Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter for the MMQB. Hit him on Twitter, Albert Breer, joining Freddie Coleman and Ian Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. You mentioned all three quarterbacks on track, meaning the rookies to start day one. Which quarterback, Albert Breer, do you think will have the best rookie season out of those three quarterbacks? So I'm going to kind of split the baby on this one. I think Bryce is going to have the best season, right? Because I think Bryce has got the best team around him. I, Frank's been around young quarterbacks, got a great rookie year out of Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. You guys remember that. Um, he knows how to make it work for that position. I really trust Frank Reich and his ability to do that, and I like the infrastructure they have in place right on down the line with the staff that he's put together too. Having Josh McCown there I think it's going to be huge. You bring Thomas Brown over from the Rams. Um, so I think on balance, Bryce Young is going to have the best season. I think Anthony Richardson might have the best start. And you guys remember, like, how there was this, you know, all this guesswork, you know, 10 years ago with Washington, right? Like when Robert Griffin was being unre- unveiled and what are they going to do with him? And, you know, for the first month of the season, no one knew what to do. Um, and, you know, like they wind up, you know, getting a rookie of the year season out of Robert Griffin. I don't think that's coming. But I think there's certainly a possibility that with what, you know, the Colts have around Anthony Richardson, presuming Jonathan Taylor winds up, you know, playing for them and, and is healthy week one, I think he could, we could be here four or five or six weeks into the season saying, man, Anthony Richardson looks awesome. And then, you know, I think teams get tape on what they're doing and it levels off a little bit. You've been around to a lot of training camps and uh, it sounds like you're back on the road again are you, are you back out now are you, are you, you went home got a cup of coffee no, i'm gonna be out kids i'm home i'm home i'm i'm the genius i'm the genius who had two kids during training camp so <laughs> i got to do uh, i got to come home every year for two birthdays and then go back out it's uh it's, it's another it's another like kind of like piece of another like you know like puzzle piece in this big jigsaw puzzle putting the whole trip together but uh <laughs> Yeah, I'll be back out to see the Jets and Giants again tomorrow. Right, so <laughs> the last time we talked to you was a few weeks ago. You're in some battery-powered rental going from Cleveland all the way to Atlanta. Um, I'm, I'm sure you missed that rental car, by the way. It's, it's Kansas City to Atlanta. Hey, hey, <laughs> Kansas City to Atlanta. Got it. Here we go. Kansas, sorry, wow. I didn't mean to short you. Kansas City to Atlanta. So of all the teams you saw, who's a squad that maybe we're not really talking about that could surprise some people this year? I'll give you two, um, and they're both in the NFC, which I think is part of it for me. And then I think like that there's more of a path for dark horses in the NFC for obvious reasons, right? Um, one would be Atlanta. I mm. I just think like they've done a really nice job of putting like a coherent, comprehensive team together there. And you know, I, I think if you're good on the lines of scrimmage, they've invested a lot in the lines of scrimmage then you're going to be in every game. And then I look at their skill players on offense, and now Bijan and Drake London and Kyle Pitts. And, I mean, look, like I don't know how good Desmond Ritter is going to be. I mean, he might be the 20th best quarterback in the league this year. He might be 15th. I do think he's got the right guy coaching him, though. And I think he does have the right guy coaching him as far as, like, knowing what his limitations are and coaching within those limitations. And if you look at Atlanta last year, 
they were good at the beginning of the season and then their roster depth caught up with them. And I think that that's sort of been amended now. And so I think Atlanta, it, it wouldn't shock me if Atlanta won the NFC South. And then the other one that they were in the playoffs last year, but no one's talking about them. I don't understand why. Well, I kind of get why is Seattle. And the reason why is Geno Smith, right? But that draft class they had last year, it, with Charles Cross and Abe Lucas and Kenneth Walker and Boye Mafe and Tar- Tariq Woolen and, and, and Kobe Bryant was just, I mean, they were second in the league in snaps played by rookies, right? And generally when you're playing that many rookies, you're not in the playoffs, and the Seahawks were. And they think that this year's rookie class might be better than last year's with, you know, Devin Witherspoon and Jackson Smith and Jigba and Derek Hall. Um, it's a – I think that I don't want to. I don't want this to come off as hyperbole, but I know internally they feel sort of like they did in ten and eleven and twelve when they had those great draft classes that they built the championship team around. So I think as long as Geno can tread water, and he had a really good year last year, but as long as Geno can duplicate what he did last year, I this feels like a sure shot. NFC playoff team and maybe maybe a team that can make some noise when they get there. Great stuff by Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter for the MMQB, joining Freddie Coleman and Ian Fitzsimmons this morning on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Many people believe with Sean Payton being in Denver, that was really going to unlock Russell Wilson because we know how good their defense is, Albert. But Russell Wilson struggled over the preseason. How much concern should be there for the Broncos in 2023 with that? I I think part of it, and you have to take this part into account, um, is like the way you're playing a guy in the preseason, you're not going to run a player like that in the preseason, right? So, I mean, almost by definition, if they're going to go back to doing what Seattle did with um, with Russell Wilson, then you're not going to see that in the preseason. You're not going to see the quarterback run game in the preseason. And I think that that's a huge key to what they're doing. Um, I mean, look, like I think – whoever traded for Russell Wilson was going to have to go through last year with them. He was – come hell or high water, he was going to see whether or not it, it would work playing in a shotgun, spread him out. Like, he thought, like, if he could play in that sort of offense where he's throwing the ball over the yard, like, he thought, like, I'm going to be Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, he wasn't going to accept a, t- a trade to a team that wasn't going to do that with him. And now he's falling on his face doing that. So how willing is he to go back and do the things he did in Seattle that made him successful, you know, eat a little crow and say, and and basically tacitly admitting the Seahawks were right all along. They were playing me the correct way. They were deploying me the correct way. How willing is he to do that? How willing a runner is he? How aggressive a runner is he? How good is he off schedule? How is he playing when they're moving the pocket? I think Sean Payton's going to go back to doing the things that made Russell Wilson a really good quarterback in Seattle. And because those things put your quarterback at risk in the preseason, you're not going to see those things in the preseason. And so I would, I would say Denver's one of those teams where they're going to be doing things with Russell now to kind of test him in certain ways, and you're not going to see the way that they're going to use Russell when they get to the regular season. And I think Sean Payton has the right formula. It's just going to be a matter of how fully – Russell Wilson buys into what they're trying to do with him. You're the college ranks. Go to your beloved Buckeyes, and uh, we call him, you know, hey, Buckeye Burt for a reason. Uh, what, are, what are NFL scouts and, and the NFL general managers that you know very well, what are they saying about a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr., who I believe could be pound for pound the best yeah. player in all of college football at Ohio State? 
I mean, I think he's like in the Julio, AJ Green, you know, Calvin Johnson, like that sort of category. Uh, once in every few years type of receiver. I mean, I, I mean, look, like I, you know, Ohio State had some pretty good players coming out this year. Obviously, the quarterback and CJ and and um, you know, and, and Jackson was also a first round pick. Jackson says and Jigba there to the Seahawks. Um, and you know, the, when I was texting with guys who were on the ground at Columbus, their pro day. Like, everything was about Marvin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wow, I can't believe this guy has a year left, all of that. And you know what's really interesting about it, guys? It's not just him. Like, I was talking to a GM right before the draft who told me that he thought that the top six or so players in the 24 class would have been the top six picks in the 23 draft. Wow. That's how good the group was. And so those guys are the two quarterbacks, Caleb Williams and Drake May. Right. Marvin Harrison, Right. Uh, the tight end at Georgia, Brock Bowers. Olufoshanu, uh, the, the offensive tackle at Penn State, who a lot of people thought would come out but went back. And then the outside linebacker at Alabama, Dallas Turner, who a lot of people feel like the better pro prospect than Will Anderson, who played on the other side from him. So, like, I think that that's what's fascinating this – and it's going to be fascinating this year is with those two quarterbacks on the top of the draft in general, I would just watch in October – I would, I would keep an eye on what happens in October and where you, teams get to one and five, one and six. Do we see a more active trade deadline this year where NFL teams will never cop to tanking, but do we see some creative roster management and some really good players creative on bad teams coming available? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. And maybe the owner give and maybe the owner giving his employees a little uh-huh. a little nudge right. there that they need to be handling things a certain way with some of the most valuable players in the roster. <laughs> I do think that that could happen though, like where, you know, we get to the end of the at the end of October and there are teams at the bottom of the standings where the owner is thinking to myself, yep. I got a chance to put my team in position to go get Drake May or Caleb Williams or whoever else, you know, and then they've got analytics people who are telling them the value of getting a great young quarterback. And there could be coaches and general managers who are having their hand forced a little bit. So those teams would be in position to draft, you know, one of the quarterbacks up high next year. Yeah, it could be a lot of DMP, OD, did not play, owner's decision. We'll see exactly how that may happen <laughs> in the NFL. Albert, always great stuff, my friend. Safe travels, and thanks so much. You take care. All right, thanks, guys. Great stuff by Albert Brios. Ian likes to call him Buckeye Brio because he's a man of the Ohio State University. He does a great job as a senior NFL reporter for the MMQB. Hit him on Twitter at Albert Breer. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. Hit him on Twitter, Ian Fitz ESPN. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. With little Freddie Fitzsimmons in the morning on ESPN Radio, ESPNU, as well as the ESPN app. And James Harden wants out of Philadelphia. Could Joel Embiid be right behind him? That's after Ian has this from Vivid Seats. Football season is about to kick off 10 days to college football, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because there right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. So visit FanDuel.com slash play and start bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash play. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. 
Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is ESPN Radio. It's hard in calling his general manager a liar on Monday. Joel and B maybe wanted to be out someday. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman. I also appreciate you joining us. A little Freddie Fitzsimmons in the morning for you, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPNU. So I can't wait to see Ian Fitzsimmons, how this is going to shake out. Because I, my gut tells me that if you're Philadelphia, they're going to hold their ground. When it comes to James Harden, they don't care what he said, calling people liars. When training camp opens, he's going to be there. The most important question is, what kind of Joel Embiid are we going to see when training camp gets started in September for the 76ers after this offseason mess that he's in the middle of right now? Yeah, if I'm ownership, if I'm Daryl Morey, anybody in any leadership capacity, I'm making sure Joel Embiid's happy. Uh, whatever you have to do to keep that man in a, in a euphoric state, do yes. it. <laughs> because you paid him, he's got his MVP. Now, he, look, and he, he, he wants Solario more than anything out there. That's what he wants. And I guarantee you he wants to win it in Philly. You know, I don't think he wants to go anywhere right now. See Dirk with, with Dallas. I mean, how what he had to go through right. staying with one team for over two decades, and he got that chip. He got that Lario, and he stuck, stayed, and competed. I, I view Embiid a lot like Dirk to Dallas. That's That's Joel to Philadelphia. But when it comes to... James Harden, and, and referring to Daryl Morey as a liar, I mean, Harden, that's a guy who paid you over $225 million in two different stops, in Houston and in Philadelphia. And if you view yourself as a max contract player and maybe over a nice steak dinner, Daryl Morey <laughs> said, hey, yeah, we're, we're considering you for a max deal. You know, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. And then you wet the bed in an elimination game. What do you have in that game, Freddie? Six, Six? points, yeah. Six! Deferred to P.J. Tucker and Tobias Harris. Dude, that's not a max contract deal. So now you're 34, about to be 34, not 24, and you're calling a man who has paid you over $200 million a liar? Yeah. You can lie to me all day, Freddie Coleman. If you want to pay me that kind of cash, 225, lie to me yesterday, lie to me tomorrow, lie to me right now, I lie, don't lie, care. Lie, more lies. That's it. Every day, more lies. I want that. Bring that on, man. I, I, I'm, I'm all about that life. Bring it in. Soak me with it. Come on, lie. To, to, to me, the biggest question other than every day, more lies. Regarding James Harden, what does he really want? Great question. Seriously, because Ramona Shelburne, ESPN NBA senior writer, when she was on NBA Today, she didn't explain what he wants, but she explained that this is only the beginning with James Harden and the Sixers and whatever resolution is going to happen. 
Somebody said to me yesterday, this is only the beginning. This is just the beginning Mm. of what James Harden is going to do to make life very uncomfortable for the Philadelphia 76ers going into training camp. And I think the expectation with with Harden is, you know, Ben Simmons, they went through this with Ben Simmons. He didn't show up to camp. He left money on the table. That's not going to happen here with James Harden. This is going to be very uncomfortable. Ben Mm. Simmons stayed home, right? Right. Like, if you heard anything, it was was not loud. This was, with a microphone, let me repeat myself. And the phrase I kept hearing was, this is just the beginning. Yep. And so I think the Sixers have to ask themselves, what are we prepared for? How yeah. do we handle this? Is there any way that they can get through this and, and still have a productive season? Early this week, Ian, I had a chance to talk to Derek Bodner, who does a great job covering the Sixers for Sixers Wire. He's a great follower on Twitter, Derek Bodner, NBA. And he had a litany of things that have happened in the offseason regarding the Philadelphia 76ers that will be the best 30 for 30 in a long time. I mean, one one time it's somebody, a burner account with a general manager, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. Now this mess with James Harden. It seems that any time we turn around the 76ers and it seems that they're making a step forward to finally win a championship that they have not won since 1983, then we get James Harden calling the general manager a liar, not even a day after. This is after. just the beginning. I want to know what's next. Me, right? Exactly. I'm glad you what? said that because what? if this is only the beginning, then good Lord, what is page two going to look like? Seriously. It's going to make a dumpster fire like a JV beef brother, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> Sign me up for what's next. I'll watch it. But I'm if I'm the, if I'm Joel Embiid, I might not like it. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Sixers fan, you, you you're probably going to hate it. But whatever's yeah. coming up next, I'm all for it because I want to see it. Well, well, I mean, you made a great point. I can't wait to see what's next because if this is the beginning, if this is page one of this book that James Harden is writing out, whatever that's going to land. Then page two, page three, page four. Man, people may put that book down and say, I've had enough. I can't read this anymore. Right. We won't even get to the Denouement. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it happen. And think about this. This guy's <laughs> screaming and yelling and calling his GM a liar while over in China getting paid even more money, right? Yeah. And then, you how about this part? Yeah. So, again, over in China promoting something or whatever, and obviously the NBA is beyond an international game, has been for a long time. The man... He was even shocked. He sold over 10,000 bottles of his wine in 10 seconds. 10 seconds. 10,000 bottles. Damn. That's not Boone's Farm, as you mentioned earlier. Right? That's, I mean, I've never had it. Alan Yates has tried it. I've never tasted it, Alan but obviously it. there's 10,000 uh, folks over there that said, you know what? Yep. I'm in in 10 Put me seconds. In a good spot where I needed to be. I bet it did. Did it? Because yeah, Blue's Farm, the little, the little, you know, you, you, got, you got smell the wine, did a little swirl. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yes, we understand. Okay, James. Yeah. I'm with you, Beardy. <laughs> I'm with you, Beardy. You dropped that joint. So essentially, he went from that to keeping it real going wrong with James Harden. That's what he went to. Yeah. That's what he went to. I mean, you got to be in a dark place when you sell ten thousand bottles of your product in ten seconds, and you're when still keeping in a it bad real mood. goes wrong. Seriously, I mean, you're still in a bad mood. God. Come on, man. The more I know, the less I understand, and that's not just I a James Harden thing. I feel you, beardy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thank God Alan Yates saved us from Boone's Farm because we all need to be saved Woo! from that. As far as that goes, Ian Fitzsimmons, Freddie Cohen, thanks for joining us. A little Freddie Fitzsimmons in the morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius X and Channel 80, as well as ESPN. You always join the talk anytime you want at 888-SAY-ESPN. 
888-729-3776. We can't wait to tell you a sneaky NFL team that could be better than you think. You can weigh in as well, 888-729-3776. Let us know a sneaky NFL team that could be better than anybody thinks. You give us yours, we'll give you ours after Ian gives you this from Vivid Seats. I really am, as a matter of fact. Football is back, (laughs) and I'm here to remind you that Vivid Seats has your back for all your ticket needs. Not only is Vivid Seats the official ticketing partner of ESPN, they have a 100% buyer guarantee, and they're the only ticket company that rewards you for buying. This football season, catch every pass, every tackle, and every heart-pounding play live and in person. To get great deals on great seats, Download their app or visit VividSeats.com today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. This is ESPN Radio. So who's that sneaky NFL team that could be better than you think, I think, or Ian Fitzsimmons thinks? We're about to talk about that right now. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Ian Fitzsimmons together, little Freddie Fitzsimmons in the morning on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, as well as ESPNU. Normally, there's always that one team each and every year, Ian, that we never see coming. For example, Minnesota going 13-4 last year. Nobody saw that coming. They win the NFC North, even though they lost the New York Giants in that first-round playoff game. As a matter of the AFC, Jacksonville. AFC, Jacksonville, absolutely. Spot on with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Even the New York Giants. Nobody thought we'd see that from that football team becoming a playoff team, winning a playoff game before they got the blood beat out of them by the Philadelphia Eagles that next week. But now it's 2023. NFL season is 22 days away from starting before Jacksonville and everybody else gets started. We got Kansas versus Detroit kicking off the season. What's a sneaky NFL team out there that could be better, in your opinion, than people think? I've got a couple for you, Freddie. I'll start in the NFC North because that thing is wide open for the first time in a long time with Aaron Rodgers being gone. And I know Minnesota's a 13-win team. The defense, especially the front seven, I'm not a big fan right now. And you lose Dalvin Cook. uh, That's a big loss in the backfield. But you still have all the weapons like Jordan Addison, Justin Jefferson. We get it. And Kirk Cousins is a very, very, very good quarterback. He doesn't get enough credit for what he does on the field because it's in the playoffs that 
they they just fail miserably. He's got one playoff win, which if you ask any Saints fan, it was OPI on Kyle Rudolph. You disagree, <laughs> but Saints fans aren't turning it loose. Yes. You know, back left corner of the end zone. Again, Saints fans aren't turning it loose. But anyway, <laughs> Green Bay, I think they're going to be better on defense than a lot of people think. They've got, right. what, eight first or second round draft picks on that side of the ball. I think they're going to be a lot better. And okay. then Jordan Love, I think, is going to be better than a lot of people are anticipating. He's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be Brett Favre. But he's not going to stink up the joint also. Guy can play. Okay. So I, I believe that, that that with Jordan Love going to exceed what minimum uh, minimal expectations a lot of people have for him taking over for Aaron Rodgers and the defensive side of the ball, I think Green Bay has got a shot at winning that division. One of the things about Jordan Love, and it could be very eerily similar to what we saw the first year Aaron Rodgers became a starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. I'll never forget that year, Ian. They went 6-10, and ten, and he was just getting dragged around like a pinata. But he still was making play after play after play, even though he did not have the kind of team around him that would eventually become the Green Bay Packers. I'll never get watching that and say, yeah, y'all better get him this year because that guy can play. That guy yep. is ready. Jordan Love could do something very, very similar because I go back to when he started against the Philadelphia Eagles. He was not overwhelmed by the moment against a, a pretty good defense playing that game on the road. He looked pretty darn good for the Green Bay Packers. I said, man, if that shows what he can potentially be, then, yeah, they made the right decision drafting him to be the heir apparent, even though Aaron Rodgers did not want to see that kind of draft choice in the first round at that position, and that got his nose turned sideways and set everything in motion for an eventual exit from the Green Bay Packers. But I'll give you the Cleveland Browns, a team that I think can be better than people think. They're playing in the best division in football right now in the AFC North. I think the three teams that had a chance to make the playoffs last year when it comes to Baltimore and Cincinnati, the Pittsburgh Steelers got close, but Cleveland's defense is going to be really good. They got a nice quartet of wide receivers led by Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson because the further and further we put what happened on the offseason in the past in the rearview mirror, the more and more he's going to be comfortable, the more and more he can find that comfort level because the last time we saw him, he was playing at an elite level of quarterback for an organization that's been a dumpster fire since they had a 24-0 lead on Kansas City in a playoff game, meaning the Houston Texans. If he's anywhere near that, with that running game in Nick Chubb, that offensive line and that defense, that's a team that could be a potentially 9-10 win team. And even a loaded AFC, that could be just enough for them to get into the playoffs as a wild card when it comes to Cleveland Browns. And I'm going to give you one other one. In, in large part, okay. the division they play in. All right. New Orleans Saints. I like that team. Their defense, really they were at, what, top 10 in three major categories, yards given up per game, pass yards per game, total points allowed during a game. They just stunk at getting takeaways. They can be better at that. I think they were ranked 30th of 32 when it comes to turnover and taking the ball away. So I'm not worried about their defense. If, if they can be a little bit more ball hawking, that would be huge. But Derek Carr looks to be happy, and he's found a home, and he's wanted. And that, that's, that's, that's a big part of it. The O-line, I think, is going to be better than a lot of people anticipate. The problem with the Saints is running back. They can't stay healthy. Right. Kendra Miller out of TCU hurt that knee again. It's not as severe as, as what a lot of people thought, but it's the same knee that he hurt in the playoff push to get to the national championship last year coming out of TCU. They signed Jamal Williams you know, from Detroit, who's a, who's a big, steady back out of BYU. Packers fans know it. Lions fans know it. But you're missing Kamara for the first two weeks. They've got to add some kind of depth behind just Jamal Williams and Kamara in order to be successful. So, But, that, but that, that's... That's just one part, right? I right. think the Saints overall, and again, in that division, yeah. they got a shot. Yeah, especially the return of camp guard Mike, Michael Thomas, because they say he's been mm -hmm. sensational in camp. 
So now if you're Derek Carr and they moved you on from the Las Vegas Raiders and you don't have, as you like to say, the would-be known as Devontae Adams, who was one of the best receivers in the National Football League. But if Michael Thomas is anywhere near what we've seen, even if he's half of what we've seen, you got him, Chris Olave, all of a sudden you got a one. Johnson at tight end. Juwan Johnson at tight end, no doubt about that. I mean, Taysom Hill being that Swiss Army knight that can do so many different things for this offense. But if can't guard Mike is back regarding Michael Thomas, all of a sudden, that's a Saints team that offensively, when they get Alvin Kamara back, could be a potential top 12 offense and not just in the NFC, but maybe a top 12 offense in the NFL. Yeah, and again, go to the division. Wouldn't be surprised if Carolina won it. Wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Atlanta won it. Wouldn't be surprised if the Saints won it. I would be surprised if Tampa won it. Oh, no <laughs> that's way. it. I'm glad you mentioned that. What does it say about Baker Mayfield that he can barely beat out Kyle Trask at quarterback in Tampa Bay? I, look, man, you know how I feel about Baker. Uh, and it feels like it was 40 years ago where he was leading the Browns during a pandemic mm-hmm. to a road playoff win against a division rival in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Absolutely. Then the next week going on the road to Kansas City and almost beating Mahomes and it, the Chiefs at Arrowhead. You scared them to death. Yep. That feels like it was four decades ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, bro, what, three years ago? Yeah. <laughs> Less than three years you know, ago. So you know, he, he played injured his last year in Cleveland. He shouldn't have. You know, with that banged-up shoulder. He, 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 there's a difference between being hurt and injured. He was injured, and the confidence was shot. And then he goes to Carolina, and it, it didn't work there, which I thought it would, by the way. Right. Then he has that cup of coffee with the Rams, and we saw flashes here and there. So I, I don't know what to expect. I'm, I'm a Baker guy, having covered him a ton at Oklahoma, and we'll see if that dude who used to hate the word not in the English language more than any other word because from the time he was eight, nine years old, he was told he's not tall enough, not fast enough, not strong enough. He told that at Texas Tech, had to walk on at Oklahoma, and then the rest was history. Right. And then the confidence was shot. Yeah. So to your point, I, I don't pretty, to answer your, I don't know what to expect from Baker. Neither. I have no idea. I mean, I, I, I'm sure Terry probably probably thinking, okay, his renaissance kind of got that jump start again with the Los Angeles Rams. Now we're getting a guy with all these wide receivers, and he's having a problem beating out a guy who should be a career backup in the NFL when it comes to Kyle Trask down in Tampa Bay. Ian Fitzsimmons, Freddie coming a little Freddie Fitzsimmons in the morning on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80 and ESPNU. We got two things for you. One, was the movie The Blind Side a lie after all? And number two, what is going to be the name of the new puppy in the Fitzsimmons household? Inquiring minds want to know. And we'll find out after Ian gives you this from Granger. Freddie, I'm I'm hoping to still be here tomorrow <laughs> after after puppy talk today. Are you talking about in the house or alive? Yeah, so I I need insurance. <laughs> I need it all, man. I I need safety, all of it. So for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus. Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop on by. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. 
My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. This is ESPN Radio. It's going to be music to the ears of the women in the Fitzsimmons household when it comes to the new puppy and a name. With Ian Fitzsimmons, I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us here. A little Freddie Fitzsimmons in the morning. I wish you could see Ian's face right now if you're listening to us on radio because he's probably thinking, Jess can't Dude. wake up from this nightmare about having straight dogs joining me in my household on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN U. Yeah, you, you can't make this story up. You really can't. So about six years ago, when my oldest daughter, Rome was starting junior high at the time, there was this dog underneath a bridge. And, of course, my wife, you know, Rowan's like, oh, please, Mommy, if the dog's still there, you got to take him home. Okay, right. So mom picks the dog up, and the dog, you know, she went to jail along the Buccaneers, so we okay. named the dog Buck, and nice. we tried to find its, its previous owners. Nobody claimed it. Six years later, Buck is now a staple in the Fitzsimmons household. Uh huh. We already had Nola, another rescue. And then yesterday morning, first week of school, again, it's deja vu. Cat now is walking our dogs by White Rock Lake, which is where near where I live in Dallas, Texas. Right. One of the dogs hears a little whimpering. Next thing you know, my my wife is going you know, like Marine style, crawling underneath a log, <laughs> hauling out this ten day old puppy, which can fit wow. in the palm of your hand. Comes home, she's in tears. Who oh, was abandoned this puppy? Oh God, here we go. Here we go. Right. The girls are about to go to school. They ne- you've never seen two teenage girls come home faster from school in your life, just to see wow. their new puppy. Now they're, they're, they were coming up with names, and, and, and once that started, I knew we were screwed. So we're on a vet bill, <laughs> right? I mean, a new kennel, puppy formula, puppy bottle, right. nursing this puppy back to health. And again, it's only 10 days old. We, I am now a distant sixth in my household Man. because of the addition of the puppy who was up at 1.30 and 4.30 like an infant. It's like we're you know, in a NIC unit here. Um, you know, feeding, my wife was feeding the damn puppy with the bottle and it is now eclipsed everything, anything else going on in this household until this morning. Right. I sent you and Pat Costello and the crew pictures of the puppy. Knowing you fools wouldn't believe me. Why would we not believe you? Oh, come on. I mean, how does this happen to you twice, right? If in any, the first if, week of school. If anything like that can happen to anybody twice, it would be it, clearly it, it, you. And it did. And it did. So Costello... Puts up on national television a picture of my beautiful bride. He just did it again. Uh-huh. Feeding the dog. Feeding the this, this weak little 10-day-old pup. Then my brother screenshots it and sends it to the family thread. Now, she's never going to see that Costello put her this beautiful picture Absolutely. on television until my brother puts it on the family thread. She wasn't going to watch this morning. She's dealing with... Three dogs and getting two kids off the school. Right. Until. But because it went to the family thread, yeah. I went out <laughs> in our last break, and as Rowan is getting ready to go to school, she whispers to me, Dad, mom is really angry. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even seen her yet. What did, I, what did I do? Gulp. Dad, the picture. She's furious. Oh, man. 
And that is on Costello <laughs> because Costello did stop it. Costello did it. Then Devin screenshots it. I mean, and I'm the one taking heat for it. I didn't know it was going to be on TV. Then they rescue a, a puppy. He comes in. He just wants to talk some sports, talk about how great college football exactly. is. And yep. I put him on blast and, and make and, him sleep outside. Here we go. Freddie, the go. worst part the worst is. The worst part is what? <laughs> what did I do? I think you playing L.O. Cool J. Bob no, said no, knock you out. Right? It could get bad, but, like, we doing a show. We chilling in, just check his phone. We uh-huh. thinking the group chat going crazy on some fun stuff. Right. The whole time, it's all him negatively. Completely. I'm getting crushed. Completely. I'm telling you, man. I'm, I might be homeless by this time tomorrow. That's why. That's why Ron whispered because she did not want to dad. be homeless with you. Like she dad. was terrified. Like yeah. dad. Yeah. Dad. Well, they know Mom, the wrath really of your negative. wife and their mother. Ian, you might want to just book a motel room for Easily. a couple of days. Oh. Yeah. yeah, maybe just shut off your phone. Absolutely. Just until this all blows over. No I, I threw you under the bus. Then your brother got in it and backed up over you. He oh, really did. Without it, without question. Some brother. So now some I, friend. I mean. I'm serious. I just checked Cowboy media availability, uh, yeah. media availability today. Shoot. Like, is it? please let me have a press conference. There is one. At 1.30, I'm getting the hell out of Dodge. You absolutely should get out, get out of the house. Even if there's a lacrosse team having a media availability <laughs> for a new coach, you should be there. <laughs> get out of that line of fire. Can the Dallas Stars have a I – mean, let's have some <laughs> hockey pressers in August, right? Exactly. I mean, come on. We want to introduce our new public relations intern. <laughs> Ian, any questions? I yeah, I got all of them. I did nothing him, wrong. Ian with a notebook, nobody else in front <laughs> of that podium. It just Sit filled, front, front just, and center, man. Just, just filled with questions like it's a Dead Sea Scroll. I need to be here for the next two hours, so I'm going to ask you a lot, a lot of questions. questions. You know, what's your favorite color? What, what, what color, do you think color? our new puppy's name should exactly. be? Exactly. And, I mean, and, and speaking of that, Pat, what's the latest with the poll? What's the final results of Because the options are Gunny, Abby, or Ducky, all three character names. From NCIS, which has been going on for 20-plus years on CBS. My daughters love that show. They they love that show. They love Ducky. We're partial to Gunny. But we had a poll on ESPN Radio on our Twitter account. So what are the final results of the poll, Mr. Costello, since you started this? The winner is, with 42%, Gunny. Bing bong. Yeah, you got bing bong. Well done. I can already, I can guarantee what's going to happen. What's that? What's going to happen? My wife may have wanted to name the puppy Gunny. Okay. But because of this, <laughs> she's not going. <laughs> this this dog has zero <laughs> shot to be named Gunny. <laughs> because of Costello and my brother, who should have been in coaches' meetings, Frank Wright. Uh-huh. I mean, come on, what are we doing over there? You got to make him run around the park a little bit after that. It, 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 and it was around six a.m. So I mean, Fitz is a grinder over there with the yes, Carolina Panthers. But still, yes, he, is. he he crushed me. I mean, done. So because of this, and it's an ESPN radio poll right now, Right, there is zero shot that a woman is, who is furious, <laughs> allegedly, according to my daughter. No, that's true. That's with not, her husband. Those aren't allegations. Who works for the four letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there's zero chance that a poll on this network yeah. is going to determine that dog. It'd name. be great if it could, though. At, at least put it this way. At least we know that's not going to be a lie compared to the, you know, the blind side that turned out to be a lie. Oh, based on that whole segue. situation. Let's get it. See, I mean, Mike, for those who don't know this story, Michael Orr, who was the subject of that, and now, by the way, has a beautiful family of his own, four beautiful kids with his wife. They just got married not too long ago, but they've been together for a minute. He basically said that there was a conservatorship so that he really wasn't adopted by the family. In essence, the whole thing, the premise of the the story, the blind side, is not factual and actual regarding the true story. Barrett Jones, three-time national champion for Alabama, used to be our color analyst here for college football. He told me years ago, he goes, man, and he played against Orr in high school. Right. 
Just that that book, that, that movie, it's a work of fiction. Turns out he was right. No one believed all him. these years. Wow, now that's a nasty story, man. That's, that's yeah. That was a feel good story. To all of a sudden, it has gotten. He said, she said, it's a twoies versus oars. I mean, it's nasty. All you got to do is follow the money line. Yeah, and it always it. will either solve problems or create more problems. Like like Biggie said, more money, more problems. Who know that a blind side would be involved in that as far as that goes? I'm going to need some money for vet bills. Yeah, you're going to need some money for a homeless bill if this Hotel keeps up. Rooms. You know, no doubt. Greedy is next. <laughs> He's here for Tim's up Freddie Cope. We'll see you tomorrow morning right here on ESPN Radio. <laughs> ESPN. This is ESPN Radio. More next. 